This is Leading and Leaders with Drive, Rich Woman Magazine with Dr. Neslin. And today I have a very special person, Dr. Glaive. And she, let me just share a few words about her. Here is a woman who has great tenacity. She has overcome many challenges. She's a leader. She's visionary. She's a poet. She's an artist. She's author. She's a creator of recipes. She is an innovator, problem solver, teacher, voluntary worker, NHS clinical entrepreneur, and she's a fellow and dental surgeon. Did you get all that? Isn't that a lot? She is an innovative dentist and she helps patients to have healthy teeth, healthy gums, and confident smiles. She's the founder of 10poundchallenges.com. She's founder of Clinical Burnout. She's passionate about prevention and, she's, and she says prevention is better than cure. After some time at university in Ghana, Dr. Glaive completed her dental studies at King's College London. She is passionate about dental prevention and research, and so hence she completed her master's in community dental practice as well as clinical research assistant at King's College London. She has a certificate in leadership as a result of Black Ethnic Leadership which is called the Bell Program and a Certificate in Advanced Dental Leadership. She loves voluntary work. And during the first lockdown, she used the time to take part in artificial intelligence versus Corona Hackthorn and was part of a winning team, as a matter of fact, first prize. During the first lockdown, Dr. Glaive designed and delivered a lecture on how to prevent burnout to staff and she wanted to really cut down on high sickness and absences. And she was very successful with her program. Her hobbies are walking, cooking, music, reading, collecting antiques, and learning new things such as playing bridge. At least that will keep her brain active. She likes to use her lived experience to make a difference. She loves voluntary work. For instance, as part of King's Global Day of Service, she went to Guy's Hospital near London Bridge and planted flowers and vegetables to make a difference on the 4th of March 2020. Dr. Glaives believe leaders should encourage staff to do some gardening. I do agree with her. When the vegetables are harvested, they can use to prepare delicious meals for the staff. This is an act of kindness and can encourage positive well-being and increase morale at work. On 25th May 2019, she volunteered services to TEDx London. On the 14th of August 2019, she attended the launch party of TEDx NHS at Oasis Farm. She was part of the organizing team for TEDx um, NHS. And she has learned that as part of the organizing team of TED NHS, as a part of that, she has opened hearts to the staff and she, they are a heartbeat of any organization. After three years, she went to work and did not feel valued, felt unsupported 
and in spite of numerous appraisals and uh, very good feedback from her patients, she was never promoted. As a result, she became very dissatisfied, disappointed and frustrated. She started researching about um, the phenomenon and produced a toolkit, Steps and Principles to Transform an Individual from Tired, Exhausted and Drained, uh, and that's a TED Talk, to Happy, Empowered and Filled. Now, I we, you'll hear more from her about that. She's very happy to share some steps and principles and her toolkit she's also able to let you have copies of. The three steps to follow in her toolkit are action and accountability, bold and balance, courage and commitment. She loves poetry and she has written poems and she is dedicating to all healthcare professionals who love their jobs and work hard. And for her, burnout. B stands for brain, brave. U stands for unique, R stands for resilience, N stands for nice, O for outstanding, U for unity, and T for transformation. Truly a transformational woman. She says, be kind to yourself and others, which becomes a ripple effect that inspires the next generation. And you will see her Instagram page and you can join her on Instagram. Hello, um, Dr. Glave. How are you today? Thank you, Dr. Nestlin. I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I'm interested to hear some of the gems that you have for our listeners today. I have just read your biography and shared it with our listeners. What would you say are your key life experiences that motivates you to be the leader that you are? Thank you for that question. Whatever has motivated me is the fact that as um, a healthcare professional, going to work and not being valued, not supported, and in spite of numerous appraisals, not being promoted is the push that has given me that I can use my lived experiences to make a difference, not to be bitter about it, but rather share it and help others to be happy, empowered, and fulfilled. Thank you. Happy, empowered, and fulfilled. So you, rather than becoming a victim, you have used your lived experience to enhance your creativity. That's it. So in terms of in, in enhancing your creativity, share with the leader some of the successes you have had. One is entering the hackathon last year. Even though we were in lockdown, I joined with data scientists. We met online to solve the problem, which was artificial intelligence versus corona hackathon, which was basically we came up with the idea that with a simple blood test, when you see increased monocyte, then you are likely to get corona. So that's what we came up with. And we won the first prize. I've managed to write a book, which I'm very proud of. I've become the founder of Clinician Burnout and 10poundchallenges.com. And then last week, I collaborated with the Institute of Healthcare Management to organize a conference on positive work-life balance, how to prevent burnout. So those are the things I've done and I'm very happy with. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about your conference. 
how well subscribed was it? Yes, people attended and uh, people um, shared how they felt on that day. They felt empowered. The idea came as a result of, as I said, not being valued and not being supported at work. Welcome to Leaders with Drive with Dr. Neslin. Today I have very special guests for you and we will be sharing about leadership and what is it that motivate, motivates these brilliant leaders. Stay tuned. What advice would you give to them? Those who are feeling dissatisfied are healthcare professionals. All they do is work and they don't have that sort of balance. Who is healing the healers? They give and give. And to the extent that they don't really care about themselves or what they are going through. You go to the hospitals, people smiling, and they are going through a lot. They are hiding a lot of pain and suffering. When you ask them, are you okay? They say they are fine, but that's not the true story. So it is why advice to workers is that we only have one life, live it. Your health is your wealth. When you are off sick, your job can be advertised. But when you are sick, your health can never recover. My advice to anyone is if you are in a job and you don't feel valued, please get out or go to, I said that sometime and someone did not agree with me. Your health is important and go sideways. Either you start your own firm or move to a different department. Thank you. And who are some of the people who inspired you? Because I, I recognize that you didn't leave the health service very lightly. You were so passionate about the health service and you wanted to be there. Who inspired you? All any black woman before who went ahead of me, including yourself, <laughs> who has laid the foundations, our sisters and those who went before us to fight. They went through a lot and they've laid the foundation for us. We have to do better than the next generation. So yeah, any black or ethnic minority person who has gone before us and done a great job and made it to the top. Thank you. How oh, brilliant. Now, I know that, as you say, prevention is better than cure. And uh, you do a lot of voluntary work that is supporting preventative medicine, as it were. What are some of your other key values? Some of my values are wisdom. Normally, when you go through bad experiences, you should rather take it as what lessons have I learned? Another value is honesty and integrity, walking the talk. I notice in the work environment, they would be telling you one thing and their action is different. And having that sort of positive attitude in the midst of the storm. It's not easy being positive when things are not going right, but trying to be positive and realizing that you can do something, even if you don't do it, just helping other people will balance everything out for you. Thank you. And I have been speaking to leaders for well over two decades now, and nearly every leader that is of substance has always quoted integrity as a key value. And how do you apply your own integrity? Oh, 
thank you for that question. I see it as it is, and it gets me into trouble all the time. <laughs> I can't, I can't hide it. I don't know if it's blue, if it's yellow. I, I'm, I know I'm now learning to be a little bit diplomatic, but yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you have spoken truth to power on several occasions. So. <laughs> How how is that integrity with those who are in the higher echelons? So what I've decided to do is that talk is cheap. So instead of doing the talking, taking action. So that's what I'm doing now. Because Anita, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and in, in terms of um, taking action. Mm-hmm. What is your vision for yourself? Oh, my vision. I've got a very big vision to go global, to leave a legacy, to touch life. I'm much happier. When you're successful, it's much better to touch lives. People are going through a lot. If you can use your experience to make someone's life a better one, I think then I've succeeded. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about going global. Um, and, and share with your listeners that vision of go- glowing global. Uh, you notice I said glowing, not going, glowing, global. Glo- it's, 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 hap- it's happened already when I did the book. It's a toolkit. I yes. thought it's a toolkit because it's got things that you can do. I know I can update it and add more information. That's just the beginning. And the fact that it's online, that you can order, and it's a toolkit, and I'm, pl- I'm running, trying to run courses on it so that to empower people, to transform people from a TED to a HEF. A TED is someone who is tired, exhausted, and drained, and I'm hoping to transform them to become a HEF, which is happy, empowered, fulfilled. That is following your passion. You don't have to feel sorry for yourself all the time. You need to do something. I love it. And what's your vision for your family? My vision for my family is that they are healthy and um, well healthy and they will have a purpose in life and make a difference because I always believe in making a difference which becomes a ripple effect and affects the next generation. So to be a model for them that when I'm not here, they can continue with my legacy. Thank you. And your vision for communities and the world? Oh, that they will also be able to make a difference. It's very important to make a difference in the world. It's very, it means a lot to me to make a difference in people's lives. Something, you have come home. You have come home to rich women because rich women is all about making a difference to people's lives. It is all about adding value on a world scale. What is it that drives you? Just open up a little and share with our listeners, what is it that drives you? What drives me is seeing people going through difficulties and not even realizing that they've got it within themselves to do something with their lives. I just want to, I'm very passionate about prevention. Being out there and telling people, do something about your life or you can do X, Y, Z and can make things better. I think I I just hate seeing people suffering, isn't it? Especially when you've been through it and you know what pain is. So, yeah. Maybe pain. We've got, they said there's fear. Face it or the other way around. So, instead of 
using your pain and suffering to do something positive in the world, using your emotions to do better things because I believe in emotional intelligence. Yeah. Beautiful. And share with your audience here some of the strategies that you have used to bounce back because I recognize that life has really thrown some challenges to you and how have you bounced back? I know they use that word resilience a lot. Mm -hmm. My philosophy is if something happens to you, there are only two ways to deal with it. You either respond or you react. I've decided to stop reacting because when you react, you become like a puppet. So you are acting as someone's pain or suffering. So I need to shake it off and become who I am and become a better version. I'm not competing with anybody. When I wake up every day, I want to be a better version of myself, different from what I was yesterday, personal development. So that means a lot to me. So the bounce back is if you don't uh, respond in a positive way, it's going to drive you down. You're going to become what people expect you to become. You become like you want to be the actor of your life, not to be acting to someone's music. Thank you. So with that in mind, how are you different now to the person you were, say, five years ago? Oh, that's a very good question. I've become much calmer. I've become more trying to be more positive in the midst of the storm because I realize from the law of attraction in a way that the more you feel sorry for yourself, the more you complain, that is when things get very bad. But when you try to be positive, having that positive mental attitude that in spite of everything, you're going to come out on top. You're going to try and be the best version. It's the beginning that is hard, but everything starts with a step. A baby crawls and then starts walking and then start running. So it's taking that baby step. Taking that first step is the most important thing. Just keep moving. Just keep going instead of being stagnant. Your, your music to the air of our founder of Rich Woman magazine, Dr. Marina, she would just love you. And you will possibly hear from her a little bit later. Thank you. So you've shared with, with us how you have actually bounced back. Yet we know that you are coaching a lot of young people and you're also coaching some health service staff. What would you say to the staff who don't really want to shift in terms of the perspective? What would you say? All I can tell them is that if you work in a positive environment, you thrive and flourish. So if you work in a negative environment, you are never going anywhere. And it's good to work for yourself, to have that passion, to enjoy your passion, creativity, and it should not be work. You should have that sort of positive work-life balance. Have time for a family, have relationships, have a support system, have a mentor, do exciting things. Let your creativity flow. So that's what I believe in. So as a keen, what are you growing in life as well as vegetables and the rest? <laughs> what a oh, grain the seed of empowerment. 
a feeling of belonging, I think that has taken me to my, to sum it all up, in, to my favorite poem by Maya Angelou. I have learned people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never, ever forget how you made them feel. And boy, how they make you feel in the workplace. So having that respect for our feelings, we are human beings. We are not robots. We have emotions. So trying to encourage ourselves to be the best version of ourselves, to reach our highest potential, and do not let anybody to limit us. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I could become your student in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you most proud of in regard to what you have created? What am I most proud of? What can I say? Maybe family now, having a family and a support system now that um, I've come out of my shell and trying to collaborate with others. Um, in this world, you cannot give something you don't have. You have to be kind to yourself so I can be kind to others. And so that trying to spread that feel good that it's good to be kind to yourself. It's good to journal. It's good to express your emotions. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And making that known to the whole world has made me feel very happy that we should not, it's not something that should be swept under the carpet. We, it's something we need to discuss because we are human beings and we have a life and we have the soul. Thank you. As I'm thinking about some of the key influences and impact that you've had. But before I go there, I, I would just wish the people and particularly those in who were at King's Healthcare who gave you such a difficult time. Have you seen them recently? And what sort of messages are you getting now in the person who you are? It's interesting that all the things that I've told them, it seems they are putting it into good use. But I know they wouldn't give me the credit, but a time will come uh, I know I'll be vindicated and the truth will be out there. Because I remember when I was there, I was always, always going about, about the, the values. And now I know my legacy. Any letter that comes out of that hospital has got the values printed on it. Because I remember telling them I'm really passionate about those values. And to see, to pass by the hospital and for them to put pictures of people saying thank you to staff, which was something I was always going on about, that appreciate your staff, value your staff, and for them to put it out there and say thank you to them. I said, and I remember doing reverse mentoring and mentoring one of the direct nursing directors. So I know I've done a lot of things. And of course, Kings is my alma mater, and I'm really proud of it. And I'll continue to make a difference in the world. And I know at the right time, the world will get to know the truth. Thank you. How oh, brilliant. So, in the woman you are now, what would you say are your key strengths? Thank you for that question. My key strengths are I'm flexible. Flexibility in the fact that I go with the wind now. I've become very patient. After all the things I've gone through, it's made me very patient. It's also made me have a sort of respect for myself and for others that... It's good to have the power of no. You don't have to take everything. You can say no or yes. It's made me also creative and innovative. So those are my strengths. I'm sure your next question is, what are my weaknesses? <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask you that question. But 
um, I'm looking at what you have shared with us about in, in terms of your bio around burnout. And you say B stands for brave. Mm-hmm. And you have shared what you are currently doing. But mm-hmm. where do you see yourself being even more brave on the international Practicing the sort of dentistry that I've always wanted to practice, which is preventative practice. I've always been passionate about children's teeth. I hate it when kids are being put to sleep to have their teeth removed because parents have to take time off work. It's quite traumatic for the children. It costs the NHS about 35 million pounds a year. And so I'm on a mission. I I love cooking. I love creating recipes to educate those moms about the dangers of eating sugar, sugary food, because you, you need your teeth for everything, speech, your confidence. If your teeth are not in good shape, kids can bully you. So I just want to uh, go out there. I'm passionate about oral health promotion, prevention. I'm just excited about doing all the things that I've wanted to do. And this time, not to listen to anybody putting a limit or you can't do this, you can't do that. No, I just want to be me. I just want to do me. That's it. No limits. I love it. That takes you to, to, to your O in your burnout, which is around outstanding. So let's vision um, 10 years from now. And Dr. Marina would say, why 10 years? Why not five days? But never mind. I'm going to take you to 10 years. 10 years from now, where do you want to be even more outstanding on the international scene? Touching lives doing charitable work. I remember I wanted to do charity where someone laughed and I know why they laugh now. It makes sense because doing charity work involves money. And I've always told myself, I've made a promise to God. I said, if I become very rich, I'll make sure I use my money to help others, those who are suffering. I don't want them to go through the sort of pain that I've gone through. So uh, maybe to create maybe schools, vocational schools, a hospital, a clinic. That's a lot of exciting things I want to do. Yeah. I love the excitement in your voice and, Thank you. and, and in your vision. Yeah. And, and so your T there stands for transformation. Yes. And so when you have transformed the world, share a picture of the world that you would like to see and be in. The question again. Okay, as I your T stands for transformation. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to share a picture mm-hmm. of the world, a transformed world. What it, what is that world like for you oh. to be in that transformed world? Well, what would it be I, like? I'll talk in metaphors. Yes. Metaphor- metaphorically. It will just be transforming an unpolished diamond to a polished diamond that glitters and becomes a shining light in the world. Thank you. Wow. And I noticed one important person there in the audience, Alison. Yes, welcome, Alison. And so if you were coaching your younger self, what messages would you give it to your younger self? Number one, believe in yourself. Believe in your vision. And work for yourself if you can. And please be kind to yourself. Self-care is very important. Self-care. And value yourself. How are you valuing and caring for yourself at this moment? 
value and caring for myself is having that sort of balance. So what I did was um, I created a wheel of life and divided it into different segments and then try to find a balance. It's okay to take some time to rest and recharge. It's okay to spend time with myself to meditate. It's okay to practice mindfulness. It's okay to go out with friends, have a laugh. It's okay to go for a walk, gardening, dancing. So trying to find that sort of balance. It's okay to be sad and at times write your emotions down. It's all part of life, c'est la vie. But try to enjoy every moment and be in the present. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Dr. Nessie. Thank you. So this is my final question to you. And then I'm going to open it up to those who are in um, the audience. Share with us mm-hmm. some of the key nuggets or the key messages that you would like to leave with the audience. And just don't think about the audience who are in the room right now. Just think about all those future audiences that will be listening through the various um, channels. Whatever, the only thing I'll say, please be kind to yourself and please be kind to others because you have no idea what people are going through. The fact that someone is smiling all the time, they could be going through a lot, but they don't talk about it. So please be kind. Try and be mindful. Try and um, use emotional intelligence. Feel for other people. Pretend you are walking in other people's shoes and understand them. And be, if you remember during the lockdown, organizations that did very well were organizations that were led with compassion, compassionate leadership. So that is something we all need to practice. Thank you. Dr. Glee, it's been a pleasure sharing time with you on this um, podcast. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so respectful of the way in which you have bounced back and how you have used your lived experience to now competing on the global scale. Thank you. I wish you lots and lots of success. And I'll say I unconditionally love and support you just the way you are in all your power and radiant magnificence. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description.